You could see the fear in their eyes Once every year as the 14th draws near There's a hush all over the town Or the legend they say on a Valentine's Day Is a curse that'll live on and on Survive the night So I saw some true horror today. The convoy? No. I saw somebody's penis. I'm not joking. Where is that horror? We were... Uh, did you flash? Or did they flash, I guess? Not we yet. were going to, you know, the Pink Avo area? Sure. Like downtown Langley. Where you're listening to your Cuban music. We just had gotten out of the car and we we're walking towards Pink Avo. And I turned to the right and there's a guy standing underneath like this blacktop area. And I looked down and his dick's out. What? He was taking a piss. But like oh. super out in the open, super public. Didn't look like he had any like, I don't know, social issues. It looked like he was just a normal person. Like there's washrooms everywhere. <sighs> I can't, stupid. can't get that dick out of my head now. <laughs> Not good. Can't get that dick out of my head. <clears throat> you guys seen any penises lately? Maybe we shouldn't start this way. Whoa. Uh oh. I do have a question for you guys. Yeah. Give I'd it. probably be a bottom, if we're being honest. What I'm not strong enough. What does that have to. Is that the question you're going to No. Oh. But. Quiet. Sure. Well, there you go. Oh, I fucking. Remember, hate this uh, stupid you guys remember Zeller's? I love Zellers. Obviously, yeah. I lived in a small town. That's what we had. The Did lowest you? price is the law every day. Oh, that was it. I think so. The lowest price is the law. <laughs> I, hold on. I am the law. <laughs> <laughs> you go in there and they're like, you're like, this isn't this isn't the lowest price. Yeah, yeah. Zellers. So during this period in the in 1996, Zellers used the slogan, "Where the lowest price is the law." I remember always Zellers being a very, uh, I think it was at the end of its uh, lifespan as a store. It was always really depressing because they'd have like Who? really old like video games at full price. Oh, I forgot that they had an electronic section. Yeah. Anyway, that wasn't, so where I was going with this was, did you guys uh, ever get uh, birthday cards from Zeddy? I don't know what that is. That doesn't really wait. Was that a was that a giraffe? No, that was Jeffrey the giraffe from Toys R Us. Oh. Zeddy was a bear. Is that the Zeller's mascot? Yeah, okay, and you your parents could sign up and get birthday cards sent to you, Zellers. sent to the children. Oh, he's from not, Zeddy. He's not very fun looking. 
Yeah, there he is. Why Why are you remembering Zeddy? I don't know. Okay. I just, uh, it was uh, my friend's <coughs> birthday the other day, and I was like, your store's got it all. No. Did they get like Brian Adams to do that? <laughs> I mean, yeah, that did sound like him. That was 1994. But there's one portion of that commercial early on. Oh, wait, what the hell? It zooms in on her butt. So it goes, check it out, and then it zooms in on some woman's ass. Yeah. And then there's a portion of the commercial that's coming up where they say something about the law, and it just shows a random cop. Or might yeah, be a, the law. Yeah, look, there's the, law, the law, and there's two cops standing in front of Zellers. They're going to arrest uh, the owners if they don't have the lowest This commercial's price. so random. Apparently there's been like a Zellers resurgence somewhere what? in Canada where they brought back like a limited time Zellers thing. What? What the f- I'm just going through the notes and I see stuff at the bottom and I was like, oh, that's interesting. How come I didn't find this? And then I see the other stuff and I'm like, okay. I'm surprised you guys hadn't seen that yet. We'll get to that later. Yeah. I think it's hilarious. So stupid. Which one do you put, Ryan, if I hear you say there weren't a lot of fun facts? Who do you think that was? was Obviously Andy. Oh, God. I like how you put that after I put the fun facts, so you could have just scrolled down and checked to see how many I had. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hey, guys. <clears throat> how you been? You know, I've been fucking. <laughs> I mean, we are two days away from Valentine's Day, so it's the right time to fuck. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Do you guys have any uh, big Valentine's Day plans? Yeah, fucking. (laughs) I work, and then I come home, and a little after, or a little before I finish work, Sarah goes to work, so Uh, I don't think I'll see her at all that day. I I don't get paid until Tuesday, so we might just do something on Tuesday in the daytime. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. So, very romantic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Don't do that. No. <laughs> no. You've seen one penis enough for today. It was quite large. <laughs> I can show you the opposite of that. <laughs> I think at some point... We should show each other. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, welcome to another episode of Survive the Night. I believe today's episode 32. And we're going to be talking about my bloody valentine from 1981 because it's valentine's day when this comes out my name's amir i'm here with andy hey and ryan okay (laughs) stuff out what are they doing out there they're just talking but they're like right in the room beside us they're like leaning against the door (laughs) i texted sarah but she probably doesn't have her phone on her oh sarah if you're listening I mean, you both have phones, and I'm pretty sure your partners also have phones. So Wait, I don't well, need to be the only one to message them. I don't know Robin's them. number. Oh, somebody just left. Oh, there's another one. They're going. They're leaving. Oh. They're leaving us. Thank God. Oh, no. Don't go. <laughs> so this is my first time. They're about to go uh, join up with the convoy. That's fine. Yeah. That Whatever they want to do. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're not those kind of guys, you know. We're all about equality here. If you want to join the convoy, ladies. No, don't do that. I'd leave Michelle if she joined the <laughs> And she would leave me too if I joined one. Yeah, that's fair. But what if it was a cool convoy? 
not like the protesting kind, but like an actual cool trucker convoy. Like that song? Yeah. Like uh, <laughs> King of the Hill when they do a convoy. Don't they? I don't remember. I it was the Christmas one where... Oh, that scared the shit out of me. Oh, no. I don't even remember the beginning of this song. Beginning stupid. The best part's the chorus. Yeah. Is that Johnny Cash? It does sound like him, but it's uh, C.W. McCall. Here we go. A little low. I don't like this. What are you it's talking awful. about? It's awful. Like the people singing that part. I've never heard so that before. And it's I think, terrible. I think the Simpsons might the have Simpsons used it. The Simpsons have used it a million times, yeah. So, this movie. My Bloody Valentine. A movie that we're covering. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My Bloody Valentine. Mm-hmm. Shall, uh, shall we get into it? Or? Have you guys seen it? Oh, so, obviously, Annie, I guess you both have seen it before? No, this was my first this time. This was my first it. time, too. And um, Did you watch the theatrical or extended? See, I'm not sure. Because um, I had... Uh, obtained it through certain means it, it didn't it didn't say so i think what the, the original or the unrated had included was more violence right yes, that's a basic thing yeah because the one i saw did have a ton of gore so okay. i'm not sure well, if that's probably well, we'll do you remember how long it was uh yeah it was like an hour 32 i believe then it was the extended because oh, okay. i believe the um the original is an hour and 30 but i think that means with uh credits oh so i believe okay. so okay Okay, so shall we? Yeah, let's let's shall. Okay. (laughs) So yeah, we're covering My Bloody Valentine. The original came out in 1981. The director was George Mahalka. He did a movie called Psychic. I don't remember why I wrote this down, even though I did this yesterday. I think because the movie looked ridiculous. Oh. Anywho, (laughs) uh, writers, we've got Stephen A. Miller, producer for a show or movie called Nightman. And it looks as good as it sounds. I think I've I've seen Nightmare. clips of Nightman. And part of the credited writer for the My Bloody Valentine 2009 3D one, whatever. The remake. Yeah. Uh, John Baird, Baird did Happy Birthday to Me, but he's uncredited. That movie also looks pretty fun. It's a great movie. Oh or? Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> um, composer is Paul Zaza. He did Baby Geniuses 1 and 2. He why, did... Pro- okay. Sorry? Why do so many people in horror end up in Baby Geniuses? And Baby Geniuses, is this like a Canadian film? It must be. Yeah. It is. Because anytime we do Canadian, they're always like, Baby Geniuses. <laughs> it's the best movie ever. Canada's gem. <laughs> um, he did Baby Geniuses 1 and 2. He did Prom Night 1 through 4. So that's pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. He did a movie... He composed a movie called Flesh Gordon Meets the Cosmic Cheerleaders. Oh, I seen a Flesh Gordon movie. <laughs> <laughs> Amir saw Flesh Gordon earlier today. Very true. Uh, he also did The Brain. So here's an interesting... I show you your brain. Oh, God. I don't want to see your testicles. Because that's hanging brain. That's what they call yes, it. Yes, that was the joke. Um, <laughs> so in this movie, there's no credits for anyone in a specifically special effects field mm. instead they call them like special makeup effects which i thought was really weird because i've never seen a movie do that before. yeah you mentioned that yesterday i tried looking but yeah you're right there's, there's like... nothing no hmm. so for the makeup effects we've got thomas r berman he did the manito which is based off of a book that's quite highly acclaimed and apparently the movie's pretty crazy uh 
I believe, the remake of Invasion of the Body Snatchers. He did Halloween 3. And then a movie just called Body Snatchers. Uh, we have Ken Diaz. He did Fright Night, Legend, Spaceballs. Oh, yeah. Anaconda. Oh, yeah. Blade, Bird Box. Did some big stuff. And then we've got John Logan, who did Halloween 3 as well. Uh, a movie you guys like, but I don't. The Exorcist 3. Mm. And Batman mm. Returns. Mm. Okay, so for the actors, I probably should have done more than I did, but I didn't, so deal with it. Because oh. <laughs> most of them haven't been in anything, and That's since I fine. hadn't watched the movie while I was doing this, I didn't know who was the important character. You, could just, you could just say that they're Canuck 1, Canuck 2. That's true. So we've got our main boy, Paul Kelman, plays TJ. Hasn't been in anything else, really. And this is the guy with the thick fucking accent. Yeah, mm-hmm. the guy with the so real Canadian. He sounded almost Irish, but then yeah. Robin was telling me that that east coast of Canada and Ireland do have some like historical mm-hmm. connections. So if, that like, makes uh, sense. just to jump off here, I had a friend when I was younger whose most of his extended family were from like Newfoundland, so they had like the real mm. thick accent, and I almost couldn't understand what they were saying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next, we've got Laurie Hellier. She plays Sarah. She was in the Friday the 13th TV series. Mm. We've got Neil Affleck, which I thought was... One uh, of the Afflecks. <laughs> I thought so, too. Yeah. He plays Axel. He was in Scanners also, as a background character. He's actually still an active actor. He does a lot of animation for, oh. like, Rocco's Modern Life, oh. Rugrats, oh. Simpsons. He even directed some Simpsons episodes. Oh, weird. Yeah. Uh, we've got Keith Knight plays Hollis. Does a lot of voice acting for a lot of like Canadian shows like Redwall Freaky Stories, mm. uh, Tales from the Crypt Keeper, the Beetlejuice animated series, oh, and a bunch show. of other stuff. Um, we've got Alf Humphreys plays Howard. He was in Ernest Rides Again, just a little small part. Uh, Final Destination 2 and The Uninvited. He keeps looking at me when he, when he said Ernest. I looked at you once. <laughs> oh, I do love my Ernest. So. We've got Cynthia Dale, plays Patty, not really in anything else. Um, Helen Udi, Udi, something like that, uh, plays Sylvia. She's in The Dead Zone. She's in Pin. Oh. Because that's a, apparently a Canadian movie. It is, yeah. <laughs> and a movie called Amityville Clown House. I don't think I've even <laughs> heard of that. Is it a dollhouse? It says clown. It's oh, clown house. How many Amityvilles have they made? So many. Um, next, we've got Carl... Marote plays Dave. He was in Skinwalkers and a movie called Land of the Dead. I will confirm that Amityville Clan House is a real movie from 2017. It's got a 2.3 out of 10 rating. Oh, on it's one of the newer ones. Nice. And then we have Don Franks, who plays Chief Newbie. He was a big character for the Mr. Rogers show. Wow. Yeah, he was Mr. Anybody. Hmm. He was also the voice of Boba Fett in the Star Wars. Did you say Boba Fett? Boba Fett, whatever. <laughs> I don't know Star Wars. I'm not a nerd. I know. Anyway, that that's, we got Boba Fett. <laughs> that's uh, Boba Fett's first appearance. Yeah, in the Star Wars Christmas special, yeah. he was in the original Swamp Thing show as Doctor Arcane. Oh, cool. He's also in Freaky Stories, and then we have finally Jack Van Avera plays Happy, mm. and he was in Black Christmas, but he was just part of the search party. Hmm. He yeah. looked really familiar to me, and God, he was a fucking psycho in this movie. And there's probably some others that I should have mentioned, but like I said, most of these people haven't really been in anything else. These are like 
These are the real down, dirty Canadian mm-hmm. actors that just don't haven't done much else. This was an interesting. Obviously, we'll get into our thoughts after. But like earlier on in the movie, I was like, "Oh, this this is weird. I don't know if I like this." And then like the second half of the movie, I was just like, "Holy shit!" I also this is amazing. I did a bunch of my own notes while I was watching the movie for like questions and stuff. So I thought we should start the episode before we get into the synopsis and really start getting into the film. Uh, Amir, give me your best Canadian accent. Late on. Th- yeah, what's that about, eh? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Uh. <laughs> you sound like an AI trying to learn <laughs> English. <laughs> Andy? It's a good Canadian kid there. Yeah, that was good. That was, good. That was okay. Much, yeah. That was my Don Cherry. Than, much better than mine. You guys didn't even use like any slang or anything. No, you don't need. Do you not know this? Well, that's why I said uh, I was. Tr- I wanted to say a boot, and I don't know what the fuck ended up happening. I don't know what other slang do you want me to use. Okay, I guess I'll I'll do one too then. <clears throat> well, fuck yeah, but I would go for a rip down at the park or something. Me get on the quad, so, couple of couple of burrs. So just trailer park boys. <laughs> What I was going to say is we're going to get into a lot of, obviously, this is a slasher movie. There's going to be a lot of deaths. I don't know if you have any fun facts about, um, I'm sure you guys noticed, anytime there was a death, like the entire color scheme of the movie had changed, like they used a filter during any I death I think a scenes. lot of the deaths, uh, if you were seeing them, they were uh, deleted scenes. They were the scenes. deleted scenes, so they were rougher clips. Oh. If you notice at the very end of the movie when it's showing what is it Sarah's face and like the color is completely different mm-hmm. from the rest yeah. of the movie it's because it's a deleted scene and so yeah. I did see yeah. the unrated version yeah yeah oh, so all of those scenes would have been cut yeah. yeah like that adds so much to the movie yeah. and they were gonna give it like a an R or whatever is yeah. above, above R yeah. rating because of it mm-hmm. in 1981 yeah yeah I mean if you think about Black Christmas before this which was 74 there isn't really a ton of gore in that movie. No, right? it's more like psychological yeah. stuff, but you do see some disturbing Canada, images. You know, yeah, bunch of pussies. It's, <laughs> Canada's never really mentioned. Like Canada, like I was reading about this movie, and you know the other sort of Canadian slashers that were very influential, mm-hmm. but no one really talks about Canada in the grand scheme of slasher movies, which is interesting. Which is no. weird because Black Christmas is basically the prototype. Yeah. It's yeah. mostly when people think slasher, they think like America mm-hmm. or Italy, right? Mm-hmm. That is true. All right. I was telling my foreman, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I was telling him this was, oh boy, we might get, a, I might get a lot of hate for this, but this is my one point of Canadian pride is that some of the movies we've pumped out are just 10 out of 10. That's my, my only point. Why would you get hate for that? Because some people are very patriotic about Canada and oh. it freaks me out. Oh, yeah. Oh, I see. No, I, I, will, I will jump on that because I do love Canadian films, especially horror films. I worked with somebody at my last job who was like, I'm very patriotic. And he was like, if you're not patriotic for Canada, you should have to leave the country. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I was like, I was, I'm patriotic for the movies. Yeah, that's that's about it, really. What is there to be patriotic about in this country? Like, Maple syrup. Sure. I mean, it's you know better than any of our like history. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Take it away, Eddie Billy Boy. Decades-old legend surrounding an unhinged murderer killing those who celebrate Valentine's Day. A group of friends ignore the killer's wishes, and the townsfolk start turning up dead. 
before we like really jump into the plot this fucking movie is so funny but also like it's really good fucked up <laughs> fucked up like the gore and it really shocked me because like that was pretty intense stuff but like some parts i was like i was laughing mm-hmm. pretty yeah hard. one of my first notes is what the fuck <clears throat> am i watching because it was kind of goofy oh um, yeah at the beginning we'll get into it there's some like musical choices that are really funny right. and yeah just the characters themselves are super canadian um, I would like to say, since you were saying about the music stuff, the composer still has all the music for this, even mm. the uh, end credit song. Oh, yeah. And he refuses to release it because he's like, it just won't make enough money. What? Yeah, that's people why would... he won't do it. I even though worse. people have asked and been like, can you please put this like on yeah. a vinyl or something? And he's like, nah. Yeah, there's people like you guys all over the world that would buy this up. For sure. Uh, Death Waltz uh, company, they're... They would like sell this immediately. And what that was you, one what of the, do you what do you mean you guys? <laughs> and that was one of the things I took away from this movie most was the end song. I was like, whoa, it reminded me of um what was it? Uh yeah, I guess Black Christmas had a lot of um No no, I'm thinking of Silent Night, Night Silent Night, Deadly Night. A yeah. lot of like original music just for the movie. Yeah. Anyway. All right. The movie starts off, we see two miners are uh they're walking through a mine. One undresses, and it is revealed to be a blonde-haired woman with a heart tattoo on her chest. Uh, I mean, it was more of they just painted something on. <laughs> I know that, but <laughs> it, that was what it was supposed to be. It's so funny, because it's two minors, and then she starts unzipping, and also, it's this woman, and you're like, excuse me? Also, yeah. we have to say minors as in in a mine, not minors as yeah. in children. <laughs> <laughs> E-R, not O-R? Yeah. Um yeah, it was super weird. Uh, I did make a note for this for a question, and my question was just, would you fuck someone in a mine shaft? I think I thought about this later on in the movie because we see this concept a bunch. And um, Do we? Just in this movie? Just in this movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought we were like, talking about like horror tropes. I'm no. like, nah. um, I don't see why not. So he says yes. Andy? I'm going to say no. No. I wouldn't go into a mine. I'm already in, Oh, in general. I'm already claustrophobic enough. Uh So no. The concept of mines are quite creepy overall, but anyway, Ryan, would you fuck in a mine? Yeah, I mean, unless there's like people watching me, I'd probably fuck pretty much anywhere. <laughs> um is there any situation where you would fuck while someone's watching you? Probably not. I don't know probably if I could be paid, right? You know? I don't uh, know if I could perform performance anxiety. Yeah. Um can you pee while someone's watching you? Yeah, but it took me a very long oh, time okay. to be able to do that again. And now you just do it all the time. Yeah. Okay, yeah he's peeing right now. Sarah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do want to say that uh, just like, fuck, what was the movie we watched? Day of the Dead? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how they used an actual mine shaft, right? Yeah. This is oh, also right. 100% oh, yeah. an actual mine. It was that, in, in Nova Scotia? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So this mine was shut down and they're like, ah, we should just destroy it, get rid of it. And then they came on and were like, hey, we'd like to use this for a movie because it's perfect. It's grimy. Mm-hmm. It's got everything. We wouldn't have to do anything to it. And then the town or maybe the government or something there cleaned it all up for the movie. Oh and they got God. here and they had to spend, I think they said like somewhere between like 40 to 70 grand to put it back to the way it was. Oh <laughs> and then after the film, then they demolished it. And I think they put like a park over it or something. Huh. All right. So, um, actually, I don't know if you, again, this might be in your fun facts, but I remember reading something about methane or or maybe some gas in the mine or something. Yeah, so some areas were still pretty dangerous that they couldn't go towards, obviously, because it was, at one point, an active 
mineshaft, right? It reminds me of the story I heard really recently. There's this <coughs> podcast I was listening to called Canary, and it was called Canary because it's revealed sometime in the podcast that miners used to use canaries. I don't know if you guys have heard As this. Did you not yeah. know that before the podcast? I, I had no idea. Yeah, I, I, I've seen I, it in movies and stuff. I learned so. that from watching uh, Silent Hill because they use that oh. a lot in Silent Hill. So, the woman tries to take off the other miner's mask. He doesn't like that. He sees her heart tattoo and pushes her into the wall, impaling her onto a sharp pipe. That's not what happens. Isn't it? No, he has his pickaxe and he slams it, sticks it oh. against the wall, and he pushes her against see, it. See, I watched that like so many times and I just did not see that. Oh, really? Yeah. I just don't get why she is with somebody in this mind that she obviously clearly doesn't know because if she did, then. I think it might play out later and we can talk about it after the. Okay, thing is honestly, done. some people like to be. A little more promiscuous, and That's there's nothing true. wrong with that, no. and you shouldn't be shaming me. I'm not. Here. I'm not. Anyway, so she, he is, or she is impaled onto his pickaxe, yes. and we see it poke out of her skin, and then her heart is exposed. She screams into the camera. <laughs> and we get the My Bloody Valentine intro. <laughs> It was pretty like, boom, just really Mm -hmm. graphic. I was not expecting that at all. Same. It is very graphic. And then, I don't know, just to put like special makeups effect for these people just seems like, I did see a few articles on this, how people are pointing out like these people should have had so much more work after this movie and Mm -hmm. stuff, but because the scenes were cut and because they didn't title them as special effects people, they just didn't get as much work. It was especially um, surprising or appealing to me after the last sort of slasher movie you watched was Night Killer and the effects were so fucking bad. bad. (laughs) Yeah. Melanie. 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 Also, um, yeah, if they cut all these scenes, no one would have seen them until the DVD was released like in 2009. I did want to say Night Killer. That came out like exactly 10 years after, didn't it? Because 91? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it came out or in 90? 90 or 91? Yeah, 91, yeah. yeah. Or 90, yeah. 10 so years after, yeah. How does that 90. movie look like it's older than this oh, one? God, it's true. Nice. All right, so we see a group of miners ending their day. They're all showering and having a great time. They are talking about the Valentine's Day uh, dance coming up. I would like to. So the, sh- the shower scene, um, how do you think they did it, Amir? Just fucking had some showers running. <laughs> okay. Andy? They went into the mines and then filled it up. And <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. Um, so they did have running showers, but they didn't have hot water. So they're uh, in this very, very cold mining uh, thing. Mm-hmm. And it's ice cold water hitting them. It's not. You see the steam. Steaming. The steam. They literally used uh, like a fog machine or something Jeez. and it had oh cold God. fans blowing on them <laughs> so it blew it in to look like it was steam. Because they look like they're having such a great time. They're yeah. like getting no, clean. I saw and the people, uh, some of the interviews were like, 
It was so fucking cold. Uh, oh, that was God. effective, though. Yeah. And, I mean, it's okay for Canadians, because Canadians are cold-blooded. Well, so. some of them were like, that was the hardest scene we filmed, oh. just because of how cold mm-hmm. it was. Yeah, I couldn't do that. All right, so they all race out of work with their cars, uh, and or to their cars and trucks, with banjo music playing. Yeah, and, I love that. Yeah, that was really funny. Uh, they drive past the town sign, Valentine Bluffs. They arrive at the town hall, where their girlfriends are setting up for the Valentine's dance. Oh, I am... Um... I already mentioned this in our group chat, but uh, when it shows the, excuse me, the slightly heavier set man with the glasses and the big mustache. Hollis. uh, I wrote down, oh, I didn't know they got Ed Kemper in the movie. (laughs) (laughs) I have a fun fact about that later, too. I'm sure you do. (laughs) And I'll I'll mention it right now because I've already told Ryan or whatever. But yeah, he's his character in this movie is like he's a he's a bigger guy. He looks like a serial killer, but he's treated as like the cool guy. He's yeah. not treated. He's just treated as a normal person yeah. in this. He's and not like he's played off as like level-headed. Like, hey guys, we need to do this and that instead he has of being a, like, yeah. oh, I'm a heavier person, so I must be fucking gross and shit. Yeah, right? and he has a girlfriend. Yeah, people love him. Just want to say that not enough movies do that. And uh, Andy goes on to say, TJ and Howard do not have dates. So all this Valentine's Day stuff is happening. It made me think about Valentine's Day when I was younger in high school, and I don't know if you guys. I mean, is it is it sort of? Are these? I guess these people aren't in high school. They're they're adults. I would say yeah, they're in their twenties or their thirties or something. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they're probably in their twenties. Okay. Yeah, like early twenties, I would say. Did you guys have any traditions in your schooling around Valentine's in Day? In my schooling, like high school, or you could have just said school in your school days. <laughs> in my schooling. <laughs> Oh, I don't know, Professor. In your studies, did you have any <laughs> Valentine's Day dances? Um, mostly throughout like elementary, primary. Mm. It was the old giving out the cards and stuff. But like, you would um decorate a little like brown paper bag. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. put yeah, it, yeah. tape it to the front of your desk, and yeah. then people would drop right. stuff in. I remember that we did that too. Did you guys do that? Oh yeah, which is awful because. It gave me bad anxiety thinking, oh, shit, what if I don't get one? Then nobody likes me. Mm-hmm. I think I also remember having anxiety about that. You choo-choo-choose me? Happy Valentine's Day. I was super too. fucking popular, though, so like, <laughs> whatever. In high school, things got taken up to the next level. Every year in our high school, we had these things called rosagrams that we could send to people. Oh, we had those, too. Oh, did you? Yeah. We just had like roses sent to people i think we had um yeah there were roses and then we also on valentine's day itself we had this thing called gq day where everyone would like dress up really nicely and I remember the girl i had a crush on got roses from other people i was so pissed <laughs> <laughs> i remember people would send those out to other like to like the unpopular kids as a joke and it was so depressing and, i am um... and i got i received 20 Jesus Christ! No, I'm just I'm just making that oh. up. I, 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 was got, un, I was very unpopular. So. I think I got one all high school career. I just want, <laughs> I just, I want to preface by saying Amir is not an incel. This is just a joke. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't finish my rose story though. I found out who were the people that gave my crush uh, rose, and I found them and I killed them. Oh, oh my god. god! I was gonna say Amir's like creeping around the corner in the school, and he sees her get all these roses, and Amir's just like, "You fucking." again i would like to say amir's not actually an incel i have a girlfriend yeah allegedly allegedly everything's okay back to the movie so tj and howard do not have dates we see mabel 
I don't know what her role is. She's or the laundry Mabel. owner? Laundry owner. Yeah. Laundry mat owner. You guys, you spelt Mabel much better than I did. Oh. I, I saw it, and my mind went blank, so I just put May and then Bell. <laughs> okay. Maybell. Which is a way you can spell yeah. it. But like, yeah. It doesn't matter. Your way doesn't look stupid. So there's Mabel and Mayor uh, Henniger. They're walking through the street talking about the first Valentine's Day dance in 20 years. Did, um... The mayor didn't have a cigar at this point, did he? I think he did. Did he? Yeah. Fuck, that guy had, And, like... He had a cigar in a lot of shots. He's almost never smoking it, and he's there's just, yeah. one shot... I'm not going to say we'll get to it because I can't remember when it was, but there's, like, one shot where he takes it out of his mouth, and I swear a good two inches were in his <laughs> mouth. Like... <laughs> I don't know why a lot of, like, They old, just chew on it Yeah, or old something. character actors used to do that a lot. They just suck on it. Yeah. You guys want to smoke some cigars next time? Cigars make my tummy feel bad. They're like, I think they're the equivalent of like 10 cigarettes in one or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, I used I to be in them when, in them? I used, used to, to be into the cigars? Yeah, like, but when like, in I was like 19. Wow. Because I, I, I could buy them yeah, legally. When I used to drink, my thing would be to go to the convenience store and get a pack of cigarillos. <laughs> they, cigarillos were a thing for a lot of people. Yeah, but for like douchey people. Yeah, yeah, agreed. And I'm so not going to say So I what are you saying? I was pretty douchey. <laughs> All right. While walking into town hall, Mabel opens the door. One of the minor guys with fake blood on his head is playing a prank. Henniger gets upset and asks him to help out Mabel. Yep. Mabel, like, cuts out of screen, but it looked like she just, like, ate shit down Mm -hmm. the stairs. And I was like, whoa. Yeah. Uh, While walking in, Henniger bumps into TJ and asks him why he's leaving at this time. He says he always leaves at this time. TJ is Hanniger's son. Oh, I missed, I missed that detail. <laughs> like, TJ is son. It's just a random point of interest. Uh, meanwhile, Chief Newby walks in briefly and walks out with uh, with Hanniger. Uh, the guy with blood on his head chases Hanniger and hands him a box of Valentine's Day chocolates with his name on it. Hanniger asks who it's from, but the guy doesn't know. They were dropped off before they got there. Uh, the Chief and Hanniger are driving in the police truck Henniger reads the card before opening the box. From the heart comes a warning filled with bloody good cheer. Remember what happened as the 14th draws near. He opens up the box, and it's a human heart. The chief turns around as the mayor keeps saying, it can't happen again over and, and over. Stop here because this part made me laugh very hard because he opens the chocolate box, sees the heart, and he's like, Oh, no, not again. (laughs) Like, he's not scared or freaking out at seeing a literal human heart. He's just like, oh, nuts. (laughs) It is true. Yeah, he's he's like, not this again. Why do they keep sending me these damn hearts? Which hasn't happened in 20 years. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, We see the group of friends at uh, at the bar, which is called The Cage, playing a knife game. The bar it wasn't t- called the cage, isn't it? It was called the moose head. Oh, what? I thought it was the cage. No, because it was moose. Oh, maybe I'm thinking of just the beer that they had. Oh, they had something that's called mo- like moose head. Yeah, beer. that's the beer. But then they had a big sign behind the bar. They'll have that said it. Yeah, they'll have beer brands. Yeah. No, I, I know that, but I mean, like, it was massive, like a um, a store sign. But oh. maybe it was called the cage. I don't fucking know. Either either way, it does not hinder the story in any way so i mean it kind of does the cave is gross the moose head's a chill party spot <laughs> cage oh the cage yeah that's even worse anyway why would you call it that what would you call your bar amir 
Huh. Uh, we already know that Ryan would call his coffee place uh, Flickin' the Bean. Yeah, but I'm not going to call my bar that. No, I'm just saying. It doesn't make any sense, Andrew. I'm just, I'm just, make, I'm just pointing that out. <laughs> the Frosted Mug. All okay, right. So <laughs> I don't like... <laughs> I look down and all I see is Amir's head in his pocket. <laughs> <laughs> I say that and he's kind of moving it a bit. He's like, yeah, they call that the frosted mug. <laughs> There's a hole in this pocket. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I bet there is. Andy, what would you call your bar? Um, uh, I don't know. I can't think of on the top of my head. I know. I know. Good one. Yeah, you have another one? Moe's Tavern. Oh, God. Ryan, you go first I, while I think about this. I would call my bar the Virgin Mary, and we only sell virgin drinks. That's wow. actually a great idea. So it it's literally weird. just like a soda shop. Pretty that much. actually yeah. is a good idea. Like yeah. Think of all the people that have That want to be sobriety. able to go out for yeah. social stuff. Yeah. Fuck. I'm going to call mine mugs and jugs. This is, uh, <laughs> mine's copyrighted. What, are, what, why is the jugs? Is it going to be boobies? Yeah, there's a no. This that's an actual uh, strip club in in New West. Was mugs and jugs? Dude, you need to start this sober bar up. Yeah. What are you doing? Nobody take that. It's okay. I'm pretty sure all our listeners are poor. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. We're all in poverty. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, We're all in poverty. I'll, I'll, sh- I'll think about it. I'll think about it. Yeah, you better. Fu- I'm think coming about back what? to you. The, the, the bar. bar. Oh, the bar name. Yeah. I thought think about taking my idea and I was going to be like you're going to be thinking about taking these nuts you have 15 <laughs> minutes I'm going to come back to you in 15 okay, minutes please. The bar. all right so we see the group of friends at the bar they're playing the knife game what's this game called again is it five it's literally finger belay sure I don't know I literally looked it up and I was just called the knife game <laughs> oh, there you go yeah uh, the bartender is warning them about Valentine's Day. This dude was weird. Yeah, he creepy. was weird, and I but I enjoyed it. But I also didn't get it because he was like he was like the bartender. Yeah, it's like the the most unfun bartender on the planet. Mm-hmm. He was you're all gonna die. He was Here's messing me up because he was like rhyming at the beginning, <laughs> and then I thought he was gonna just keep rhyming, but every single finish of a sentence wasn't a rhyme. But I kept expecting it to uh-huh. rhyme, so I was like, why is this guy speaking in rhymes? <laughs> We see a flashback 20 years ago. While the Valentine's Day dance was being held, five miners were buried alive while the town was partying. Um, to this, I question Amir. What would you do if you were buried in a mine? Is it mine shaft? That's the right word, right? I mean, a mine shaft is in a mine, Is I guess. in a mine. So you yeah. would just say mine, I guess? Yeah. It just sounds weird. Yeah. <sighs> it's This is, I mean, this is nightmare fuel, first of all, but in terms of like... You know, all you could hope to do is either get somebody's attention who's not trapped and to help you out or, you know. I have, I have another, like, an add-on question to that. Yeah. Because it happens in this. Would you eat your friends to survive? And that's just a tough question because you're never going to know until you're in that situation where you're literally starving to death. Um, I can't imagine doing that. Uh, maybe I would if I had to, but. Um, I guess in terms of what I would do to escape, it would be like that 127 hour situation where if maybe if I could cut a limb off and get free, I would. And again, a super dire situation. I can't imagine doing that, but maybe you'd have to. Otherwise, yeah, you just fucking mm. die a really slow death, which is awful. I don't think it'd be that slow because there's no oxygen down there. So you would, oh, at be some point, you would just like suffocate. Um, we already know my response. <laughs> you, <just laughs> you would just a, die. Grab a blade and kill yourself. No, no, I would like 
I would like will myself to just die. Please die. Please die. I'm gonna set the scene. It's um it's Captain Planet. <laughs> and he's the regular Captain Planet. Then you've got what is it, five rings? How many rings? Sure, are there? Five. something fire, like that. Wind, yeah. Water. So they're like Earth, fire, wind, water, and then Andy comes up, and they're like, "Oh, what's his superpower?" And he's just standing there, like stone faced, not doing anything, and then he just drops dead. <laughs> he's like, "His power's depression." <laughs> Hello, is there anybody out there who can help me? Um, for me, I think I would. Can I start a fire in here? Let's I wouldn't. Just... I wouldn't in a mine. No. Okay, but if I think I'm gonna die anyways, I might as well, right? What if you're? But you're you're trapped, though, aren't you? Yeah. Okay. So how are you gonna start a fire? There's gonna be like wood planks and stuff in okay. there. Okay. And mm-hmm. I'm okay. going to assume there's gonna be a couple rocks. <laughs> Click them together <laughs> for fire. <laughs> Fucking idiot. <laughs> um, I think I would eat people. <laughs> I mean, why not try it before I die, right? Yeah. Sure. If you ate one of us. Would that technically be vegan still? Because we are vegan? No, because you are meat. You are a living thing. No, then you turn into a cannibal. Yeah. That's oh, cannibalism. Yeah, kind of, yeah. That's not veganism at all. <laughs> uh, Ryan will be the only vegan cannibal. That'd be fun. Yeah. That could be my thing. If life ever gets too hard, which I'm starting to, <laughs> I can always fall back onto that. Yeah. Should Put my him, name in the books. Should no? we call him Vegan Cannibal instead of Rodeo Ryan? That's a pretty cool name. It's more horror. Just call me the vegetable. Cut that out. (laughs) (laughs) All right. One man was found alive, Harry Warden. He is seen eating his friend's body parts to survive being trapped in the mine. He spent time in a mental health care facility. Mental health care facility. Mental health care (sighs) facility. (sighs) A year later, he escaped and killed the people who left their posts early. And this is still technically all from the, this is, we're kind of understanding that this Happy still telling a story that we're all mm-hmm. sort of, so one thing I found interesting is Happy, the actor that played him, actually died just like less than a year after this. Really? Yeah. Well, he was old, so. Mm-hmm. He's old and angry. And... Anyway, uh, he cut out their hearts and placed them in chocolate boxes. And like put them at the dance and there's blood coming out of them. The younger people blow it off as a dumb legend. They all start singing drunken songs. Well, can we talk about the the knife game? What about it? How they're playing Mm -hmm. and at one point it looks like actual hands and then it clearly turns to a fake hand. Oh, that I didn't see that. Himself. I didn't notice that. It was like gray. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe his hand lost oxygen. <laughs> and like, he stabs the puppet hand like <laughs> through the finger. <laughs> Do you remember? What, and then it shows his finger. He's just got a little cut on the side. So this was Axel that stabbed himself. Was there something that triggered him to like lose focus? And stab uh, he saw TJ talking to Sarah. Oh, yeah. right. Because he he's like, that's my fuck. It's my girl. Don't and give her, don't send her roses. Like, oh, I don't, I can't, I can't do like that subtle Canadian accent. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> That's just like if you mixed in like an Indian <laughs> accent. Yeah, buddy. Uh-oh. Uh, anyway, <laughs> TJ is talking to Sarah, who he had a relationship with. He gets upset and leaves. Hanager and the chief are speaking to a doctor. He confirms it's a human heart that they found, a woman's heart in her 30s. They still suspect, or they suspect the it's... The doctor, ha- again, so nonchalant. 
what is with these people? It's a human heart. And he's like, well, you guys got a human heart here. Where'd you get this? <laughs> Down at the deli? <laughs> you guys playing a prank on me? Yeah. They suspect Harry Warden has returned. We see someone in black boots stalking Mabel at the laundromat. He breathes in a heavy, or he breathes heavily through a respirator. has very Darth Vader-y vibes. And every once in a while in the film, you can hear it without seeing him, too. Thank you. Did you guys not notice that? I noticed it. Notice what? His breathing throughout the movie. Oh, yes. We get a point-of-view shot of him walking into the laundromat, leaving a box of chocolates on the table, then hiding off screen. <laughs> it just... And there you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, like he hides in the corner. This is gonna be but, so like, funny. He hides in the corner, but like there's no, there's not really a corner there. He also <laughs> does move around in like some kind of goofy ways later on. Yeah. Um, she reads the card attached. Roses are red, violets are blue. One is dead, and so are you. The miner appears and chases her through the laundromat. She falls to the ground, and he attacks her with his pickaxe. Now we see some of the guys cooking food on the engine of the car in a junkyard. Someone mentions munchies. I'm like, wow, munchies have been a concept for a really long time, eh? This scene tripped me out real bad because they're doing it. Like they're they're cooking on their car or whatever, mm-hmm. and then it starts to pan the camera around because it's like somebody walking around mm-hmm. and we're seeing their vision, and then you just start hearing harmonica, mm-hmm. and I was starting to write down where the fuck did this harmonica music come from, <laughs> and then you realize it's just Axel doing it. Yeah, someone is watching them. It it's just TJ. He hands Axel some booze uh, to drink while he plays the harmonica. TJ is upset that Axel is dating his ex, Sarah. We see the chief. Is and then before that, though, they do a sweet duo harmonica. Th- like he just, TJ just pulls out a harmonica oh, and I starts playing that. it, too. I missed that part. Uh, did you guys even watch them? I did, no. but I'm, uh, I'm also taking, I have to write down the plot while doing so. Uh, so. What? You should pause the movie. What? What? I do. Pause I do. But only pause it. Shut up. Hey, go on. Don't talk about that. Oh my god. Get you. <laughs> the chief is talking with the mental health care facility over the phone. They have no record of Harry Warden being committed there. They are still convinced it's Harry. Hanniger considers canceling the dance. Another scene that made me laugh because he's like, he has to be there in this <laughs> I don't know, like head of the hospital or something. It's just like, nope, can't find it. Don't know this person. Stop yeah, calling me. Stop calling. And he's like, well, can you look around? It's like, nah, I just don't <laughs> want to, you know? Uh, we see Sari and... Sari? Sari! Sarah and Patty walking through the town complaining about TJ and Axel. And then Patty's like, I can't wait for the dance because I've got a dress that's... What is it? Low cut. So Low down to here, cut up to here on her thigh. <laughs> she said it really fancy like. Hmm. And then she also said me like, like they're gonna kill or someone's gonna like kill for her or someone's gonna kill her. She makes some weird comment. Did I write it down? Maybe it's some nice foreshadowing. Yeah. The chief walks into the laundromat looking for Mabel. She doesn't answer. He keeps smelling something unpleasant. Also, at this point, so 
during the scene, you can actually see. So there's there's obviously a row of dryers and washers, and mm-hmm. there's a dryer that's very clearly got blood on mm-hmm. the window. And this fucking police chief is like fucking so. Oh shit! Was there? I didn't. Unaware. See yeah. yeah. I just noticed like one machine was going, and it was completely different from oh, you, all the other machines. Oh, you didn't notice it? I thought you were watching the movie. Yeah, you'd make a. You'd make <laughs> we a, know that I don't really. Okay. You'd make a great police chief. That's true. I would. Yeah. I would shoot indiscriminately. <laughs> <laughs> Amir, you might want to leave the room. <laughs> I didn't mean I would only shoot <laughs> colored people. Sure, bud. <laughs> I would shoot Andy just as soon as oh. I would shoot Amir. Okay. And Thank I you. would be shooting Amir because he makes me angry. <laughs> <laughs> Not because of the color of his skin. Thanks, man. We might have to cut this out. <laughs> No, I'm I'm a willing participant in this conversation. I'm not. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, the uh, chief is smelling something unpleasant. He passes the drying machines. He opens one and takes the clothes out. The one next to him opens, and it's Mabel's corp, burnt and mutilated. And it's still spinning. It's still spinning that's, in the dryer. That's not how dryers work. And then the chief gets, quote, unquote, shocked by it yeah except it's again he's like oh no oh my (laughs) i can't believe this happened like i would scream i don't you're a small town chief there's no way you saw this and this fucking body looked scary when i saw it it looked legitimately fucked Mm -hmm. up yeah the gore here was great especially because you know my dumb ass didn't see the blood on it Mm -hmm. so when she popped out Mm -hmm. i was like oh fuck (laughs) yeah when i was watching so it's like dude fucking look at the blood you fuck instead me i was like Oh, he's pulling the clothes out and she's going to come up behind. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, the the coroners arrive at the laundromat and they're removing the corpse. The chief wants everyone to know that Mabel died from a heart attack and that's all. He finds a note in her corpse. Except how he finds it is he puts his incredibly unwashed hands just deep into the bowels of that corpse. Also, he's just like, this is kind of confused me, but he, he, like, it was all ready to go. He was being wheeled out and he's like, Wait a second. What's yeah, it this? was covered. Yeah, it's covered. He's like, wait a second. What? I just, oh, he put his bare hands in her. It was weird. Probably because he wanted to put his bare penis in her. Oh, my God. Why don't we cut that part out? But it's true. No, say it again. What do you want to do? He he wanted to put his bare yeah. penis in her. Oh. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Anyway, he finds the note in her corpse, and it says, It happened once, it happened twice, cancel the dance, or it'll happen thrice. Is this guy like (laughs) Rumpelstiltskin, (laughs) giving out these rhymes and shit? I really enjoy it, though. It's like the the weird uh, two-bodied person from the labyrinth that's like on the door or whatever. David Bowie? No, that's the Goblin King. Oh. I'm talking about the door that has like oh, a face up top, a face yes, under. Yes. It's like one of us is lying, the other one's not. Right. Here's a riddle, you piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Hanager decides to cancel the dance. The younger people don't care that Mabel died. They are only upset that the dance was canceled. That's fair. Young people kind of suck. Yeah, yeah. Well, who the fuck cares? She ran a laundromat. What the hell did that have to do with the dance? <laughs> I did write down, but I can't remember what scene it was from. TJ 100% says a boot. He does. At least once, yeah. Yeah. Very clearly heard him say it. TJ grabs Sarah, and they drive off in his car. They walk near the ocean. She is upset that TJ never wrote or called while he was away. Can we, sorry, uh, jump back to... uh, Laundromat? 
no, two after that, and then him finding Sarah. Okay. And like he basically just grabs her stuff and pushes her into mm-hmm. the car, and she's like, he abducts her. Yeah, he she's like, yeah. I don't want to go, and he's like, too bad. Yeah, yeah he, and I was like, ooh. Yeah. There's a few rapey kind of scenes in this movie, but again, I it's just a product of the time. I'm just yeah, I'm just gonna say like a lot of older movies will just have that because it was acceptable. Uh, yeah. Anyway, they're walking by the ocean. She's mad at him that he never called or wrote her. He says he loves her and he wants her back. He says he's sorry and they kiss. Um, the actress that played Sarah actually won uh, an Oscar for Best Actress for the scene at the 90, 1982 Oscars. That's one of my fun facts. I can't tell if that's real. <laughs> <laughs> you I can't know tell? That's, I know that's not real, but <laughs> I, don't know. I, I also like it how he just starts off with, the actor who plays Sarah, <laughs> like he doesn't even know the name. <laughs> Look, all right. If like Get Out can be nominated as a comedy, I can believe that she won an That's award. That's true. Yeah. Although the Get Out thing was for the Golden Globes, it was a comedy. But well, any award is what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. Anyway, back at the bar, TJ runs into Axel. They have brief words. Wait, I have a. What would you do? Oh, um, Amir, how would you ad- abduct? <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've already asked this too. I peed a little when you said. <laughs> so I'd be I'd be driving around. I'd be a, a woman. How would you abduct your ex girlfriend? We'll say that instead. <laughs> There'd be a this woman, you know, walking. It's your ex. She's walking down the street, and I pull up in my car. We must. Okay, we also have to say this is these are hypothetical questions. What? No. <laughs> <laughs> this happened last week. I was like, hey. If this is hypothetical, why do Amir's eyes look so cold and dead? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I need to tell you something. Come in. The unexplained cannot be explained. And she got in, and we drove for a while. Wait, wait. Okay, let's let's set the scene. Okay, this will just be a, a between Amir and I. Amir's Amir, and I'm Amir's ex girlfriend. Yeah, so okay. you you start the scene. Okay, hey, I'm I'm walking along. I'm just like, gonna call you Ryan. Hey Ryan. Hey. Oh hey, what's up? <laughs> hey, get in. I need to tell you something really important. I don't Get in. No, I mean, just you get are in. a terrible boyfriend. Very get abusive. in. <laughs> get in the car. Oh God. <laughs> okay, stop now. <laughs> if anything, what needs to be cut out it's this. <laughs> like hundred percent. So I've I've <laughs> painted a mirror as an incel and a woman. <laughs> get in the car. <laughs> oh, I don't want it. Is that? Is that? Is that? Good host, iced tea? <laughs> no, I would never have that shit in my car. That's I, true. Um, you got to have it in your house. Why would you have it in yeah, your car? Yeah, why would you have it in your you car? You can't make it in your car, you know? It's, yeah, you could. Yeah, you could. It's got some water in there. Can you, like, sprinkle I'm, some into a water bottle and shake it up? I do it all the I time. just assume Amir is just driving down the highway. He's got his <laughs> hand in the, bo- in the, <laughs> the bottle just <laughs> eating it. <laughs> my face is covered in good house powder. Crunching it. <laughs> Rubbing it on his nipples. I'd be in hey. the car beside him, his ex girlfriend. I'd be like, I'm gonna die. <laughs> this person's gonna kill me. Oh, we should write that as a killer who rubs that stuff on his face before he kills people. The good host killer. <laughs> Just call the movie Good Host. The Good Host. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Wait, yeah, let's not. There's ask. a movie here that we need to get to. Back at the bar, TJ runs into Axel. They have brief words. TJ implies that Sarah's with him now. You don't have to start going faster. (laughs) (laughs) 
What the fuck? Yeah, this is a weird scene. Basically, TJ and Axel <clears throat> are fighting for Sarah's favor. And at one point, I forget who it is. It's either, who is she with right now? Is it Axel or TJ? Axel. Axel, Axel. technically. <clears throat> and then he basically says something, and to me, it came off as like, if I want to rape her, I will kind of thing. Yeah, TJ's yeah it's like, if I want to have her. And when she was talking to her friend, like, she's also kind of a shitty person in this too because she's like, oh, I don't know who I want. Yeah. I want them both. Yeah. Also, they're basically like, just viewing her as an object. As an object, yeah. They were real bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, how else do you... Never mind. Oh, my God. <laughs> I didn't even do that one. <laughs> anyway, we see Sarah walking through the town by herself. She's scared. She runs into the chief. He says he's doing one of his nightly patrols. Yeah, he, she kind of weird. <laughs> and yeah, he's got his flashlight out, and that's how like he startles her with the flashlight. But mm-hmm. it's like it's the light out. Like, why the fuck are you waving your flashlight? It, it was dark. Yeah, it was dark. And okay. like, there's obviously a killer out, so he's doing a patrol to try and find him. Also, it's worth pointing out that Sarah ends up not choosing either of the dudes. Oh, not there yet. Also, spoiler. but like she walks out on both of them, and at yeah, at, at that the, point. You know. Oh, at yeah, that yeah. point. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Anyway, at the bar, the group decides <clears> to throw a Valentine's party at the mine the bartender keeps warning them and he calls them assholes <laughs> yeah tj's like we're gonna do this because now i've got my girl back even though i technically don't <laughs> i put um okay <laughs> what would you do amir if those damn kids wouldn't listen to you well as happy i i know i've probably got a gun somewhere so you know what i would probably do what he did I would figure out a way to scare the shit out of these kids and, you know, scare them straight. Like, you don't want to fucking believe me? Listen. This Send them to boot camp, to like Maury Povich or, style. Pack your bags, and we'll see you ladies very soon. I am the bartender, and they're all, you know, disrespecting my wisdom. So I would just poison their beer when I give it oh to them. Oh, my God, that was my idea. <laughs> <laughs> Here you go, buddy. Have a sip yeah, of that. Yeah, this one's on the house, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> bitch. And the, the poison that I poison the beers with is... Like, what is this? Why does this beer taste so bad? It's is good, it Budweiser? It's good host. <laughs> <laughs> he sprinkled good host iced tea into the beer. <laughs> That'd be gross, yeah. It's a PBR with the... Ew. <laughs> anyway. So I'm the old man bartender. You're happy. I own the bar. Is that his name? Happy, yeah. Oh, okay. And I own like, the bar, This is like right? the worst Assuming? name for this unhappy character. Yeah. Anyway, you own the bar. Yeah, I talk in riddles. <laughs> it was weird. Uh, it's because I had a stroke a few years back, and now my brain's just kind of... Do you think they put the bartender, like, making him talk, like, in riddles or, like, it, uh, rhyming so he may, like, come off as being the killer. See, at one point, I definitely did think that, but I was like, no, it's too obvious. No, I thought he was just, like, the stereotypical old person being like, oh, you better beware this. Anyways, I'm the bartender. I'm an old man. I've had a stroke. I talk in riddles now. Your name is Barney. No. And these, these kids, they're 20, so they're legal. Shut up. These kids keep coming in, drinking my liquor, and not listening to my stories in my bar. So I'm pretty mad, right? So I tell them like numerous times, hey, don't go out there. It's a fucking killer. It's going to kill you. I know it's real. Amir, why, why are you yawning? You bored over there? No, I'm, I'm, it's my tongue. I'm <laughs> <laughs> I didn't yawn. I'm playing with my gums with my tongue. 
I didn't yawn though. <laughs> Why are you still doing it? I can hear it in your voice. <laughs> it's just bothering it's me. Like, are you bored? No, I'm just playing with my gums. <laughs> <laughs> so I've I've warned the kids, but they're like, ah, fuck you, old man. We're still gonna go do it. So I'm angry, obviously. And these kids are like, what, early 20s, I'm going to say, maybe even late teens. Um, So realistically, uh, statistically, most of their parents are probably still alive. Mm -hmm. Um, So what I'm going to do is for the next couple of months, I'm just getting fucking buff. Mm. I'm going to work out real hard. I'm going to be one of those old people that's just looking real good. Like Jack LaLanne. With a Jack LaLanne power juicer, fruits and veggies go in holes. Even more expensive juicers, up to 30%. I'm so doggone excited about this, I can hardly sleep at night. Yeah, that guy. And I'm going to go up to their individual houses, knock on it, and be like, <laughs> oh, hi, is the is the missus in? Unless... It's the mother that's already talking to me. And then uh, I'm going to shoot out some suave <laughs> words, obviously in riddles still. So it kind of <laughs> confuses her at the same time, which is kind of nice. And uh, like I'm kind of flexing my pecs a little bit. Mm. Uh, remember, though, that like by the end of this, pretty much all these kids are dead. So mm-hmm. she's probably mourning. But I'm still like, hey, mm. well, um, I'm so sorry about your son or daughter. But like, you want to smash? <laughs> And I basically, I fuck all these kids' moms. <laughs> and wow. that's how I get back at them again, even though they're dead. And oh they can't God. do anything anyways. But imagine like they're dead, but they can still see what's happening. <laughs> the ghost of them's like, no, my mother. Do you guys know who Jack LaLanne is? Yes. Okay. No. He's like the guy that used to advertise the power juicer and he'd be this old fuck that still had muscles and shit. Yeah, he's very yeah. muscular for being like... 80 or, or 90. He's dead now, but... When I started out juicing, I was a weak, sick kid. So is I guess, it okay? I guess is it, working out didn't help him. Is it okay that both of us are poisoning people with our beers? Is that fine? Is I that okay? It, I said it first. It's not okay. Oh, you meant that oh. you both had the answer? That's Hit. fine. I thought you meant, is that okay? I was like, I'm pretty sure that's not okay business practice, but... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Can I... Okay, instead of mine being poison, I'm going to change mine. And it's kind of similar to yours, but let's just say that all the kids are still alive okay. or whatever. Um, I'm going to, they're treating me like assholes. And I'm like, okay, well, this was probably because of their upbringing. So what I'm going to do is. Uh, Fuck their moms. No. I talk to their parents and they uh, relinquish uh, custody. To and you? All, yeah, to me. And I, I'm the. Even though they're like basically adults. Yeah, okay. I don't care. That's funny. Sorry, I, I just want to quickly jump into your story here. It's funny because I watched a video earlier about this streamer who was talking about this new show about uh, adult adoption where they can Fuck. adopt an adult. That's a oh. real thing. Go on. So you adopted these yeah. these assholes. And, and, and I'm going to raise them uh, better even though they're already uh, adults. Um, but they're, I'm going to take them under my wing right. and make them good people. And that's my story. Except, unfortunately, right, like, a few months probably after these events, you die. I die. Right? Yeah. He, d- he died? Yeah. yeah. So it doesn't even matter. The bartender dies. Yeah. The person who plays him died. Oh, that, that was my joke. Thank you. Oh. All right, so. We wasted all of our time. <laughs> uh, we At the see bar. the bartender oh, in a wait. miner's outfit. He's drinking and breaking into a building with a pickaxe. He propped up a miner's outfit on strings to scare the kids when they opened the door. 
He closes it and laughs to himself. Another funny scene. First of all, <laughs> this old man breaks this very heavy-duty-looking lock with just a slight tug of yeah. his or a twist of his wrist with I the pickaxe. I noticed that too. My question <clears throat> is, he's setting this thing up. Where is it located? Where is this door? What door is it leading to? I think it's leading into like the mine, the rec room kind of thing. Okay. Yeah, where they're going to have their party. Okay. So he sets up this dummy that's got like a pickaxe tied to its mm-hmm. arm so that when the door opens it swings up for mm-hmm. some reason instead of down, which is weird. He does it and he's like shit ever and he does that like four, four times. times yeah and you know something's yeah. gonna happen yeah oh, you yeah. know what's gonna happen oh, yeah but i just really like that he's like <laughs> uh one more time yeah Woo! that's good <laughs> maybe one more time and then he <laughs> hears something he hears something rattling he's like oh i'm just gonna open it again and um, now it's the real miner and, and he stabs him in the neck i was gonna say the vagina <laughs> <laughs> Stabs him right in the neck and it goes up to his eye and it pops, pops out his, his eye. eye out. Oh, yeah. That was good. I wrote Happy's death was awesome. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and then he drags his corpse away. Yes. The group breaks into the cafeteria of the mine. They throw a party. The chief has a, uh, received a new box of chocolates. He is scared at first. He opens it, but it's actually chocolate sent by Mabel. This Aww. scene also made me really laugh because the box was sealed. Right. Did the fucking killer... Yeah. Unwrap it, mm-hmm. open it up, take the chocolates out, put the heart in, put the box back, and then somehow uh, heat seal it again. That's mm-hmm. how I knew that it wasn't going to be anything because it was sealed. Yeah, I, I, I was just laughing because he's like, "Oh god, oh god," but like, yeah, what? I thought it would been would have been funny if, like, say, okay, yeah, he opened it. There's chocolates on the top. He eats all the chocolates and then goes to the second layer, and then there's the heart. <laughs> <laughs> I, I also thought that might have happened. <laughs> that or funny. the plot test would have been that the guy that's killing everybody is actually a chocolate maker. all right the group is drinking smoking and playing pool sylvia and john take off to do some fucking dave says that he has the munchies and walks into the kitchen he sees hot dogs boiling in a pot so gross the miner appears behind him grabs his head and boils his face in the hot dog water another really good scene Mm because like every time it cut to him it showed his face getting more fucked up and Mm -hmm. more fucked up the chief, chief, the chief hears dogs barking outside of the police station. There's a bloody chocolate box on the street. These dogs apparently were trained, but that one dog that was coming at him it looked really I vicious. I really thought he was actually yeah. gonna fuck him up. Uh, there's a new card, and it reads, "You, you didn't, didn't stop, stop the party." <laughs> he grabs the box and looks at the blood on his hand. Axel is trying to kiss Sarah, but she isn't having it. TJ says she's back with him. Sarah says that they are both acting like a couple of jerks. They throw a bunch of punches at each other until Hollis breaks them up. Axel leaves. Sarah says to TJ... I understand so much because, like, dudes fight over me all the time. I bet they do. Yeah. Yeah. Fight over that sweet little ass of yours. Yeah. Little. (laughs) I mean, it's not big, so... So Sarah says, TJ. Sarah says to TJ that she doesn't care anymore and wants him to leave her alone. We see Axel outside chugging a beer and then crying. That's my life. I was gonna yeah. say that's what most people do after they chug a beer, right? <laughs> Cry? Yeah. And yeah, maybe after my fifth. John and Sylvia are making out in the area with all the miners' suits. Sylvia wants some beers and John leaves. It's always in this 
scenes in like slasher movies, they're about to do stuff, but the girl is always like, yeah. get me some beers. It's just always a... Also, the suits were just hanging up, and they just pull on some string to drop them. That was... That Appar- could be... That's, I, apparently, that's, that's a real thing. That's the it's real just thing. super weird. Yeah. It's to have them all like hanging to dry out, basically. Probably, yeah. Um, some girls are grabbing the boiling hot dogs out of the pot. At like, big... <laughs> I love wieners. <laughs> Is that what they said? Yeah. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> a big chunk of flesh fo- floats up, and they freak out. John walks past them to the fridge, but he grab er, to grab some beers, but doesn't notice Dave's severed head on the bottom shelf. I don't think his head was severed. I think he was just crammed into the frozen or the frozen. No, it was just the his freezer. head. Are you positive? Because I swear it showed like his shoulders and stuff. No, no, it was just his head on the bottom. Mm, I don't remember. Okay, well, agree to disagree. All right. Sylvia is laying down, waiting for John. All the miners' clothes start to move on the hangers. She hears creaking and starts to think it's John. We see black gloves turning water nozzles. The miner's clothes start to fall onto Sylvia, and she's panicking. The body of the bartender swings down with a hook in his face. The miner grabs Sylvia by the face. She screams until he uh, impales her head onto an open pipe. He turns on the water pressure. Basically turns her into a fucking fountain. Yeah. And yeah, I love when he's like holding her head like a vice grip. Like, wow, that's that's some way to Mm -hmm. handle a woman. It's really brutal. Uh, John returns and starts to take off his clothes. He eventually sees Sylvia's body, her mouth open with the water pouring out of it. Now, some of the friends are partying, decide to go into the mine while drunk. Great idea. TJ uh, tells Hollis not to take the women down there. You know the rule. No women in the mine. He does it anyway. So how did that one woman at the very beginning get into the mine then? That was 20 years ago. No, it wasn't. That wasn't from 20 years. That was, yeah, at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. We'll get to it at the end. So, they take the rail cart down, each of them drinking a beer. They make it to the bottom. Howard thinks he heard something. Mike and Harriet break away from the group. They said that they'd catch up with them later. Back at the cafeteria, a woman discovers Dave's head. John walks in screaming about Sylvia. Axel yells that it's Harry Warden. TJ tells Axel uh, that Sarah and the others are down in the mine. Everyone else drives off. I really like the performance from Sylvia's boyfriend here. Like, he just looked fucking mm-hmm. traumatized. And I'm, is he one of the actors that doesn't have anything out after this? Probably not. What was his name? His name was... John. Uh, he was in Happy Birthday to Me. Okay. He was uncredited. Oh. And that's pretty... He was in probably other stuff, but nothing hmm. like... Yeah, he was, he was really good. There's one scene, though, where we see his face and there's, like, snot coming out of his nose and it's kind of gross. Oh. Anyway, TJ and Axel suit up and take a a lift down into the mine. Hollis jumps out at Patty and Sarah. They walk into the abandoned part of the mine. Howard jumps out, scaring everyone. Meanwhile, we hear a respirator breathing. Howard doesn't really jump out. He, like, pops out of the ceiling and, like, grabs. Yeah, sorry. Howard's the goofy dude, right? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. I couldn't stand this guy. He did a lot of like weird shit throughout the movie. He basically did a lot of like eighties like like college humor type of comedy. It was weird because really if this was like eighties style college humor, they would have had his name's Hollis, Hollis right? Yeah. yeah. They would have had Hollis the bigger guy doing it. But yeah, that's true. It was nice to see that mm-hmm. he wasn't He would have been the, the uh, John Belushi of the movie. I really wanted to see Howard get killed though. Oh, oh, it's coming. <laughs> Mike and Harriet are making out. 
The miner is going through the tunnel, smashing the lights. This I had a question for you guys here. I know, Ryan, you gave us, uh, you know, what would you do if you were buried in a mine? What would you do if it was lights out in a mine? Like, that to me is the terrifying Being thing. super dark? Like, no light at all. No light at all, so I don't have my headlamp or anything. Um, yeah, I'd be pretty fucking scared. That's cool. Yeah, that's <laughs> a, well, like, it would be pitch, pitch black, yeah. so you wouldn't be able to see anything. Nothing. You'd and, have to, like, like, feel around. Immediately, you would be so disoriented. And it'd be terrifying. Yeah, you would not get out of there. Yeah, and except could, for like sheer luck. If you were moving around too, like you could potentially fall off like a into a hole or yeah. some shit too. Because be I think insane. the rule, at least in mazes, so I assume like in dark mine shafts too, is to what is it? Hug the right wall the oh, entire right? time. Yeah, yeah I think someone even right mentions they that, do that yeah. in the movie. Yeah. All right. Uh, oh, do you want to hear my? Yeah, yeah, go. I just will myself to. <laughs> Go, go, gadget, suicide pill. <laughs> you know me. Every time I go down into a mine, I always have a capsule of cyanide. <laughs> That's true. He does. I would uh, I would just meditate and hope for the best. Okay. Yeah. The chief talks to Tommy and Mike. He's told to go to the mines. Harry Warden is killing people. He calls for backup while driving. This reminds me, and it's weird that it reminds me, but I wanted to say it because I... Kyle told me something he did as a kid and I was like, I'm going to say it on the podcast. And he was like, go for it. But I think he felt like I wasn't going to. So I'm going to please. Um, Kyle, send us a picture of your feet. <laughs> sure. Why not? Uh, he told us that when he was a kid, he had one of those like gaming chairs, but I think he meant the pillow, like the bed pillow where it's got the armrest and yeah. the backrest oh, yeah. and stuff on it. And he said there was a little hole in it and he, <laughs> he fucked that hole. <laughs> I believe to completion, but then he was like, I felt really bad afterwards and never did that again. Wow. So why are you mentioning it right now in the middle of this? I was looking at Amir and it reminded me. <laughs> <laughs> like you could have put it out at the end. I just, I remembered it and there's no way I would have continued to remember it. And I told him I was going to say it. All so. right. When I think about <clears throat> that, um, that moment you're referring to, Ryan, <laughs> this is uh, this is what comes up in my head when I think about that time. It hurts. <laughs> I don't. What? I don't want to. Why does it remind you of Nickelback? No, that's a song that I hear in my head. Oh. Was that Nickelback? When, I thought that was like Creed or something. When Ryan brings up that story. Okay. How you remind me? Oh yeah. Oh. Yeah, but I was only talking about Kyle. Okay, but then you were talking about Okay, but like Kyle, officially on the record, has told me Kyle has fucked a gaming chair. What did he do with that after? Because if you said he did it to completion, that means there's come inside it. Well, I believe he did it to completion. They got married, they had the baby. I don't know, he's a pretty gross dude. I'm sure he just like left it. Ew. (laughs) Get fucked, Kyle. Like, I've never done that before, but like, I remember... One time, <laughs> where is this going? No, it has nothing to do with fucking anything. I, oh. I remember I threw up in a bucket in uh, downstairs in my in my parents' house, and then I was like, I don't want to show that I like threw up in this bucket, so I just put it in the garage and left it there. Oh my god! How old are you? Like twenty five? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, the group runs into TJ in the mine. He's telling everyone that Harry Warden has killed Dave and Sylvia. Hollis runs to find Mike and Harriet. Howard stays with the women. Hollis finds a giant screw in the back of uh, Mike and through the stomach of Harriet. 
He turns around. The miner unloads a bunch of nails from a nail gun into his head. This part I wrote down was cool because the it's more like a bolt gun. It's not really a nail. It's big. Yeah. Uh, but it sounds exactly, and I mean like pretty much spot on exactly, like the gun sounds from Goldeneye. The silencer. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I also like how it impacted him because it doesn't like kill him right away. It looks like it just kind of fucks par- him up. Yeah, par- yeah. Like, paralyzes him. Mm-hmm. Obviously brain damages him. And it seems like he's alive for a bit through this still. Uh, uh, creepy. Hollis turns the corner and falls into the group. The miner starts walking fast towards them. Howard takes off, telling the women that Hollis is dead and they can't do anything for him. Patty won't leave him. Sarah slaps her. Axel appears and tells them to move. So this is the point where I was like, hmm. Because Axel kind of just pops out of nowhere and he looks a little bit frantic. Mm -hmm. And I started being suspicious about Axel at this point. But they, at the same time, though, TJ's also kind of dressed up the same they're way. They're both dressed up the same way. And they're way. both, like, in and out of the scenes yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Also, why did, um, when they ran into TJ, why did they just tell, like, Hollis to go and find the other guy or the other couple? And Because uh, he was Howard, the good savior. Howard was hanging out with the women. Right. And then TJ just randomly disappears. I don't know. Anyway, they move through the tunnels. They stop. Axel grabs a log from the ground. He swings and it hits er, and hits TJ, turning the corner. They thought it was Harry. The chief shows up at the mine. He pulls out his gun and tries to take the lift down, but it's not working. He also is like directing the vehicles, like either go left of him or right of him, which I thought meant that they were going to continue to drive, but they just stopped beside him. And I was like, what? You didn't need to be like, (laughs) okay, you over here, you there. Make sure you parallel over there, okay? Let's make enough room. Make way for Gravedigger. It's okay. (laughs) So the way he's running towards the mine with his gun, too, it's like an action movie suddenly, like he's Mm -hmm. James Bond. Like, come on, you old fuck. You're not going to do anything. The group finds that the lift has been destroyed. Or the controls have been destroyed. They try climbing the ladder instead. Patty... Is panicking and doesn't. She's afraid of heights. Yeah, doesn't yeah. want to climb anymore. Would this bother either of you climbing up a ladder this big? No, I've done some pretty oh, sketchy I guess you climbing. Yeah. Uh, to a certain, p- I feel like in this part it would have been okay. I uh, feel like it wouldn't for you because it's still a super tight. No, I know. It's um, pitch black. It would be better than it being outdoors. Say so you could see how everything. Far up. Oh, that's, that's yeah, true. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, because I have had to climb ladders this this height before, uh, doing HVAC work. And I was okay. And also, the women are wearing like high heels. Yeah. And, and it mm-hmm. makes climbing look so dangerous. And I think and Patty's heel breaks at one point. Mm-hmm. And the the, uh, the ladder is like wet too, which mm-hmm. yeah. is very scary. Uh, so Patty is panicking and doesn't want to climb anymore. She slips and she has, says that she isn't going any further. Sarah climbs up to help her. Axel slips, grabs a rope on the side. Harold's body falls with a rope around his neck. His head is ripped off, blood spraying onto Patty. And Sarah. I love this. I love this because I just want, again, like I said, I want to see this guy die. And we see his head come apart from his body, and it's brutal. She screams. Harold's body plummets to the ground. And I will say I laughed when I saw that. (laughs) Because it's just like you see it fall and then just like thump. (laughs) And for some reason, they all climb back down instead of keep going. I will tell you why. Oh, okay. Thank they you, all Dad. climb down, and they assume Harry is above them on the ladder. Ah. I had to rewind that, too. I was like, why did they climb down? They could have just escaped. Really showing our age by saying I had to rewind. I know, right? <laughs> Wait. Well, we have tapes. We you, called, t- you call them Harold. That's true. I don't think I have this oh, on Harold. tape, though. Howard. Harry. <laughs> 
Howard. Harry. While Harry. walking through the tunnels, we hear Axel drowning off screen. We see some bubbles coming out of the water. TJ said he must have fallen into the pit filled with water. He doesn't seem too concerned about helping him. No, they were supposed to be friends, but by the end of this movie, they're like, I would actually kill you if I could yeah. and get away with it. TJ tells the women to keep following the rail car tunnel. He goes back for some reason. The miner turns a corner and hits Patty with a pickaxe in the stomach. Sarah runs the other way. More police show up outside along with Hanager. Sarah thinks Harry is behind her, but it's TJ. TJ is bleeding from the head. He says he was attacked. The miner appears just as TJ activates the rail cars. The miner jumps on the back. TJ tries to hit him with a shovel, but it's knocked out of his hands by the miner's pickaxe. This scene made me laugh so fucking hard. Made you laugh. Because one, the mine cart is going so slow, which is understandable. Mm. And then, but... The fight you, scene is very slow. If you really slow. watch the fight scene, they're like very slowly dropping it mm-hmm. on. They're like, I'm going to swing now. Make sure you block it. And like very yeah, slow. It was very slow. I thought that was just super funny. I just felt, I, I actually really enjoyed this scene just because it was so out of the ordinary for this kind of movie. Mm-hmm. Like it, and, and especially with the, as slow as it might've been, like we never see these battles between people in slasher movies. Again, it's always like somebody just, you know, dominates the other person. So right. I, I like that. My, fact. my notes were slow moving cart, slow moving fight scene (laughs) (laughs) but like okay so afterwards yeah they they end up falling off of the the cart and afterwards when the miner is still swinging his axe it picks up speed and actually looks like it's he's actually trying to kill him um they find a small tunnel and go into it the miner starts bringing the tunnel down with his axe sarah hits him in the back with a rock but it does nothing the miner knocks over tj and goes to stab him with a knife this was also just it was a very awkward scene because like Sarah's just standing there pretty much and he's just out of nowhere has a knife and he slowly gets on top of mm-hmm. TJ. Sarah pulls off the miner's mask. It's Axel. <gasps> <laughs> TJ asks him why? So why? So yeah, I wanted to go back just to a scene that we just talked about when the someone's drowning. Like what the fuck was that if Axel, it wasn't Axel. It was because we saw bubbles. Maybe it's, he was still him yeah, and but he was like, breathing through it's it. It's also water in a mine it could have mm-hmm. been not water like, right. like some sort of chemical yeah or, or like sulfur was acting with it and like creating uh like yeah gas bubbles and yeah stuff. we never actually see him fall into it right. no they just yeah. assume they, he's in he's DJ's in just it. like oh it's axel they hear blah, 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 and he's like yeah no he's dead <laughs> uh and then they're yeah sarah's like why don't we we need to help him and he's like yeah it's it's a it's a bottomless pit He's, He's like, dead. yeah, no, there's, we're good. So yeah. this thing that Andy's going to talk about now is so, like... Fucked up. I know. It's like, holy shit, this is yeah. so random. We get a flashback. Harry Warden killed Axel's dad while he was hiding under the bed. His dad was hit with a pickaxe in the heart. Blood sprays onto the kid's face. He is seen traumatized hun- hiding under the bed, rocking back and forth. So random. While distracted, TJ kicks him in the stomach. He falls backwards into a support beam. The tunnel comes down, or crashing down. The chief and all the other people come rushing down the tunnel. TJ says that he is in the tunnel. TJ says it's not Harry Warden. Hanniger asks who it is. The chief says he got a call from the hospital. Harry Warden died five years ago. TJ says it's Axel. So this is another part that kind of logically confused me. Like, how do they not know about, like... Obviously, this police force is incompetent because I feel like they would have been able to find out that Harry was dead. There's also only two police officers, right? Yeah, that we see. 
But at the end, though, we see like we see a, a fucking army of Those, cops. Yeah, a lot of I them guess are, so. But they're probably out of town. Like could be. I was gonna say they're actually like so. Some of them are miners, mm. and then some of them are just townspeople, and then I think a few of them are police officers. Oh, yes. Yeah. Anyway, and I think the whole thing is probably they lost uh, Harry Warden's file. That's that what sense. I'm going to assume. Yeah. Uh, Hanniger puts together that Harry Warden killed Axel's father on Valentine's Day. <laughs> Hanniger's Which, just like they're standing oh. there. He's, he's like, "It's Axel," and he's like, "Oh." The dude killed his father, and he saw it. Yeah, <laughs> but like you would have, if you knew that, why were you like, maybe he could have been traumatized by that? <laughs> <laughs> they and didn't think to like ask him. The kid would have been covered in blood. Too. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, a lot of unanswered questions here. And he didn't go to therapy. So anyway, Sorry. the fuck was that? <laughs> Timing was off on that. Sarah and TJ are walking out of the tunnel when one of the workers finds an arm and yells, "He's alive!" Sarah and TJ run back. So it's not technically Sarah and TJ run back. First of all, as soon as he gets shut in or like collapsed upon and they run out and TJ's like, oh, we can go. I wrote down, I guess TJ gets the girl, but like in a shitty way. Mm. But then the moment they're like, Axel is alive. She's like, I have to go back yeah, for I have to him. Go see and it's him. like, this dude just killed so many people. What are you talking about? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's Maybe sort it, of realistic, though. That's is a lot, There's a lot of women who are in abusive relationships. I, I've been listening to a lot of weird true crime shows. I thought you were like, just going to be like, there's a lot of women that do that. I know chicks. <laughs> and This um, is called Amir Knows Chicks. <laughs> in some cases, it takes women in violent relationships like seven to nine attempts to actually break up with them. I don't know if it's like a form of Stockholm Syndrome or something. But there but, wasn't necessarily any signs of abuse in their relationship though right yeah. i'm also going to point out that she might be going back just to see that if he is alive or if he's dead like to to, to know that he's dead but that's not what she was doing no no we so know why did i wait yeah so why did <laughs> we know that's not what she was doing i know but she could have been but she wasn't no she had to go see if he was okay Anywho, she goes to touch his hand, but he grabs her. This was the scene where it shows her face before she goes to like touch his hand, where the colors are right. yeah. completely yeah. It's so fucking rough, and it's because it was a deleted scene. Yeah. Uh, so he, she goes to touch his hand, but he grabs her. He cuts off his arm, which was pinned under the rubble. This is where I wrote down, oh, 127 hours. Yeah. <laughs> he runs off on the other side and says, anyone want to say this? I'll do it, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> This is Axel saying it? Yeah. This is the very end. Okay. <clears throat> Hanniger, I'll be waiting in hell for you. Harry? Harry, I'm coming. This whole fucking town is going to die. We're coming back, you bastards. <laughs> Sarah, be my bloody Valentine. <laughs> Daddy's gone away. Harry Ward made you pay. Yeah. It was perfect. What I thought was funny. Oh my god, I still look at it. He's playing the song. It's such a weird And this is the ballad of Harry Warden. Mm-hmm. Um, so this saying made me laugh because he cuts his arm off real fucking easy, which is crazy. And then he's just like, I'm fine. Like, yeah. he, he'd just be dead. Oh, would yeah. bleed out so fast. And he never seems excessively fucked up in the movie, you know, but maybe at this point he's now just, just completely just, yeah. snapped. Yeah. Um, to touch on the very end of this, how it makes it seem like there's going to be a sequel, they wanted to do a sequel mm-hmm. very badly, but because it did so terribly in box office and theaters and stuff, Paramount, I believe it was Paramount, was like, 
no, you didn't do well enough. We're not doing yeah. it. And then it got the like remake, and then it became a cult status film. Mm-hmm. But it's too late. And the now. remake is the remake is fun. It's not as good as this. Um, it was actually my first three D movie that I saw. Well, was it two thousand nine ish? Yeah, something like that. I was surprised it didn't do well because I mean I figured that the fact that they didn't go with the most extreme rating meant that more people could watch it, but still. A lot of movies, yeah. If they don't, if they got an X, that means they could play nowhere. Really, they couldn't even play at, at certain uh, drive-ins. <laughs> I just kept hearing him touch the volume for that constantly. So, you guys want to hear some fun facts before we get into how we feel? Yeah, I'm feeling good. Okay, uh, this one was long, so I just kind of copied and pasted it. Um, excuse me. In an interview with TerrorTrap.com, whoa, voice cracked, uh, director George Mahalka said that the shooting location at Sydney Mines, Nova Scotia, was chosen because of its rustic atmospheric appearance. Now, this is what I was talking about at the beginning, Mm. how they were all stoked to have this dirty mine and then everybody Mm -hmm. cleaned it up. So, however, when the locals found out that a movie was to be shot there, they decided to spend $50,000 to have the mine painted and cleaned. This, of course, diminished the reason that the production wanted the location to begin with. So Mahalka said that 75000 of the film's budget was used oh to return God. the mine to its original state. And that, maybe that's why they did so poorly. <laughs> um, as Again, as I said, it's shot in an actual mine, and some of the scenes came from like 900 feet underground. Jesus. Wow. Uh, Quentin Tarantino. Named this film as his all-time favorite slasher. Hmm. Which I'm surprised because there's a lack of feet in this movie. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Very true. There are hot dogs, though. Oh. Yeah, he's a big hot dog <laughs> boy. Um, one of the makeup designers... This this one's actually really funny. So one of the makeup designers had shipped a dummy corpse. As you know, there's a lot of those in mm-hmm. this film. Uh, shipped a dummy corpse in a coffin... And it caused the people at Canadian Customs to uh, get a little concerned. (laughs) And then Amir put, because it wasn't me, when I was younger, the pee-pee came out slowly. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't understand why you trying to add this stuff to mix us up. It never worked. It it worked one time. Um, Here's Amir's facts. So these are Amir's facts. Okay, please. However, I'm starting to question the validity of these facts. The town in the movie, as, as named after Clyde Valentine, who was one of the first prime ministers of Canada. <laughs> after the movie was released, the federal government decided to cancel Valentine's Day for five years. That's crazy. I didn't even know that. Um, the opening scene, which shows a woman in her bra getting impaled through the chest, that was real, guys. <laughs> That was not a fake scene. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Was it maple syrup coming out of her wounds? Um, this is a pretty fun fact. Like, I didn't know this. It all looked pretty real to me. No one in the movie had real hair. <laughs> they were all wearing wigs. That's messed up, eh? I, I have no idea. No idea. The woman in the blue suit who the cops called about Harry's records was a fucking asshole. <laughs> yeah, we didn't even mention her. I guess, I mean, that one's true. Yeah. Madam Mabel's laundry is still open to this day. 
Mabel's dead body is still rotting inside <laughs> of it. But people find it endearing now. <laughs> Activists protested the movie. Not for the grotesque violence, but for the fact that many of the actors used blackface in the mind scenes. <laughs> oh. Uh, um, Darth Vader was actually inspired by the killer in My Bloody Valentine. Initially, they wanted him to use a pickaxe, not a lightsaber, <laughs> but they decided against it. That's strange. The guy with the mustache Paulus. is Seth Rogen's uncle. <laughs> <laughs> Just, that's it. Okay, I do have one real one, though, that you didn't mention. What uh, do you mean? Those weren't real? Those aren't real? No. They weren't all wearing wigs? Believe it or not. Um, so you probably saw this one online as well, but <clears throat> apparently the reason, one of the main reasons that they cut all of the, the graphic footage was because the movie came out, I guess, shortly after John Lennon's death. Yeah. And there was a major backlash against just violent films in general, apparently. Even though his time. death had nothing to do with a film and it was to do with a book, except if you really look into it, it had nothing to do with a book and just a crazy person who wanted to kill John Lennon. Let's blame movies though. <laughs> Let's blame violence in movies and video games. Mm -hmm. So yeah, thoughts. Um, as I was sort of alluding to earlier, the first half of the movie was like, I don't really know what's, you know, uh, I don't I, I don't get why this has cult status, I guess, in some people's minds. But then the second half of the movie, just I was like super hooked and um, I really enjoyed it. And um, yeah, definitely would be one that I'd watch again. And mm -hmm. yeah, yep, yep, yep. Andy? Uh, I love this movie. It's probably my favorite slasher. Damn. Um, there might be some other ones, but I have, would have to think about it more. But yeah, I love this movie. I just love the whole Canadian aspect of it. You know, it is a very Canadian film. Like mm -hmm. the accents and the accents. <laughs> <laughs> also, the look. You Everybody, know. like, I'm pretty yeah. sure most of the people in it are Canadian actors mm -hmm. and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I love this movie. I've watched it a bunch. Uh, I even like the remake. I know we're not talking about the remake, but it's also worth checking out. Ryan. Um, yeah. I mean, if a movie can make me laugh, but also make me go, wow, those are some crazy effects, I'm going to love it. And I love this film. It made me laugh. Made me cry. <laughs> Made me laugh a lot. It made me shudder a little bit with Mabel's death was amazing. Mm -hmm. Like if there's even one amazing scene in a movie, I'm hooked. So mm -hmm. I thought the movie was great. Yeah. Sweet. So then on the next episode, have do you think it's a consensus that we're doing Candyman? Yes. The original Candyman. <clears throat> yeah. The original Candyman. We're yeah. doing the original. Helen. Yes? So yeah, we'd kind of r r roughly talked about maybe doing a movie or two for Black History Month, which it is. Um, and Candyman does have a lot of themes that actually do, you know, bring up uh, aspects of Black History. So we it's also it fit. fucking terrifying. This is another movie that scared the absolute shit out of me it as still a teenager. Scares me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Candyman next week. Uh, thank you for joining us on episode 32 for My Bloody Valentine. Uh, if you want to connect with us on social media, there's a few ways to do that. <clears throat> on Instagram, we're at S 
t.t.n underscore podcast on Twitter. We're at STN Pod. On Facebook, you can just search Survive the Night Podcast and it'll bring up our page and our group. And you can join us and chat with us, your favorite podcast hosts. And you can email us at survive the night podcast at gmail.com. Anything else, gentlemen? Oh, should we mention anything from Johnny Bones? He keeps emailing us. Does he? Yeah, he oh. gave us a new email. I haven't seen anything. I just looked. There's Can I ask there. why you guys are using the Survive the Night podcast email account to so, search up apartments? <laughs> <laughs> so it's not me. Here's what happened. <laughs> I don't like the way Gmail works, at least on my phone specifically. You have to manually switch between the oh. two. And I had been emailing with my regular email, but once something comes up from the um, podcast email and I click on it, it switches to that. And I have to manually switch back. And I hadn't realized because I, I saw it. Andy was like, Can you email them back? It's on the podcast email. And I was like, Andy, you idiot. You use the podcast email. And then he was like, No, you did. <laughs> Like, ah, shit. <laughs> well, maybe this will, uh, you know, attract a wider audience. That's what I, I told Sarah. I was like, you know, they probably replied to us because it looks more professional saying STN podcast instead of it's my sailboat. <laughs> 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 They're probably like, oh, these are business people. These are business people. Look at their faces. Anyway, uh, like business people. What did uh, Johnny Bones say? Where did he email you? On the thing. I'm, I'm not seeing it. I didn't see it either. Yeah. Are you sure it's not your go, personal one? Go down. Go down. Oh, okay. Go down. Go down. Oh well, there it is. <laughs> it is a big one, so um, let's save that for next week then. Okay. Yeah. Since right. I didn't realize it, and I'd like to read it beforehand, so I okay. can really make sure I get all the yucks out I can. Okay. Well then, thanks again. Uh, again, Candyman next week, so stay tuned for that. My name's Amir. I've been here with Andy. Yep. The vegan cannibal Rody Orion. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why. I was supposed to reverb myself. Yeah. <laughs> I saw you turn it and then you're, <laughs> nothing happened. Yeah. That'd be a great professional wrestler name, the vegan cannibal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, uh, take care. Bye. And no one will know as the years come and go of the horror from long time ago.